In this episode, hide your TV, hide your kids, hide your wife. People are punching TVs and you just, you don't want to do that. And on the flip side, do you guys ever notice how annoying your phone notification sound is? Are the Swifties turning on Travis Kelsey? And why is Tiger Woods about to make me drop so much money on golf apparel? Mike, hit the music. And welcome back to a very special 200th episode of the Funny Business Podcast. That's right, for 200 weeks, we've been coming at you nonstop, spewing our nonsense, and you've been listening, you've been great. Thank you for your support. We're very, very appreciative of it, and uh, very glad we've made it 200 episodes. Uh, We did have something special planned for episode 200. Uh, For some reason, you know, I got a text from Mike on, like, Friday last week, and he was like, he didn't want me to come over, so we, we're going to push back the uh, surprise we have for another episode, but um, Mike, I, how do you, your comment on letting the listeners down on our very special, what was supposed to be in-person uh, 200th episode of the Funny Business Podcast? I, I think I, I saw that differently. I, I experienced that much differently than you did. Well, please explain. We can, and, we can hash this out live you on know, the show. I had everything set. I had everything ready. You know, I was ready for a wet red carpet welcome. I had a special guest involved mm. and I got a phone call from Matt and said, I can't see you this weekend. And I said, why? And he's like, I just can't. And I don't know how much you want me to tell. <laughs> Matt, congratulations. Two years in a row of reaching a centennial episode and not mm-hmm. being able to do what we want to do in person. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, you know, just because I had COVID, I guess Mike <laughs> didn't want me to, to come over. That's fine. Um, yeah, no, that did, that did suck. Uh, I am battling COVID right now. Uh, I am a warrior. I am a survivor. It's okay. Luckily it didn't get too, too bad, but, uh, you know, we, we still have something special planned and we now have a, a new time frame for getting that done. So stay tuned for that. But episode 200, man, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Many times when people find out that we run a podcast and I think one of the things that people get very surprised by is how long we've been doing it. And in many cases, people are surprised that we have been going on for 200 weeks. We have been going on without a missed week. I mean, there has been times where, I mean, I think the one that I remember the most was like, you came home on like a Wednesday and we did like a nine o'clock at night and then I had to edit and then I had to get it up by the next day. Or I think there was even a time where I had to get it up Friday morning um, just because of some logistics. But we had not missed, we will have not, and we still won't miss a week for the funny business recording. But Things have changed in life ever since episode one. I mean, we're still going to celebrate the, the anniversary of when this podcast started, which is coming up very shortly. But at the same time, we've had so many life changes. We've had so many things different. Matt finally had the balls to get a girlfriend after all mm-hmm. during the podcast. Um, you know, I changed jobs. Matt changed jobs. We both mm-hmm. moved uh, in, in the sequence of all 200 episodes. Uh, but, you know, we're just two best friends just wanting to talk to each other every week. And what better thing for two white dudes to talk about is having a podcast every week. That is, that's America at this point. You know, the American dream <laughs> used to be getting old, having families, kids, and a white picket fence. Uh, the American dream is now two dudes, two white dudes doing a podcast together for 200 <laughs> weeks. I mean, we, we made it, honestly. 
I think, as you all know, like Ninja, the, the live streamer and the gamer, um, when he first came out with his AFK with Ninja, he said adding another uh, infinity gem to the gauntlet of retirement. And you would think any content creator would have a podcast eventually soon. I mean, you look at anybody like they typically have a podcast, but we're not content creators. We don't do that full time. But let me tell you what 200 weeks this has been. and. Cheers to many more, Matthew. I know I'm cheersing with water, but that's also the best. Cheersing with water uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, and uh, as we all know, I think I said on this show before, but uh, Lent starts this week, Ash Wednesday, and uh, no alcohol for me until Easter. Yeah, but I'm surprised that you're not having a drink now, Matthew. Well, I had to take my inhaler earlier from shoveling the snow, um, so I didn't want to counteract yeah. that at all. So maybe tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember how many weeks we've talked about like COVID and the cocoa and the, the, the panini and all that stuff mm-hmm. and the pandemic? And, you know, we were just saying we had a we had a quite the streak of not having COVID and 200 episodes later, you you get the cocoa. Yeah, this was honestly like only the third time I ever had to test myself. First time I was ever positive. How'd that um, feel? It, it was weird. So I was at work and. Towards the end of the day, I just started not feeling great. And I was like, all right, that's weird. And April was in Disney. I was like, yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll test this to see. <laughs> so I'm at home in my apartment. And it, I mean, the the part that's red, that line that shows up that's supposed to be, shows if you're positive or not, was brighter than the control. Oh. Within like a minute. I was oh. like, well, that's not good. So I made a shit ton of phone calls. It was weird. Um, luckily, I was able to work from home. Didn't have to use any PTO days. That was a huge save. That's good. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Just felt like a bad head cold, you know, stuffy nose. Um, my chest is, well, actually, Mike, fun fact, I'm still positive. Oh, positively ready for a podcast. Yeah, it's been a week and I'm still <laughs> testing positive. I was Jeez. very faint today. But yesterday we went to go for a walk just to get out of the house before the snow came. Yeah. And 15 minutes in, I was like, we got to turn around. Like, I, I couldn't, my chest got tight, my nose was stuffed, and uh, shoveling snow today. Still didn't feel great. I'm very nervous. I'm not going to be able to go to the gym for a little while. Your health. Going to the gym is meant to be healthy. Well, in the sense of like keeping your body active. But if mm-hmm. you can't do that first, then then why try to force yourself? You're only going to hurt yourself. No, I'm not saying I'm going to force myself, but I, I hope I don't. I want to be able to get up and do stuff and not be like sitting on the couch for weeks. Well, that's when you guys trade chores. April goes out and shovels the snow. You clean the house. You do the laundry. Yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. I also didn't, I always thought like testing yourself was like this big, huge thing. It's really not that hard. Have you ever tested yourself before? Uh, myself, no. I've been tested by other people. Okay. But this was the first time I ever tested like myself. Oh. Yeah. Also, this is a funny story. So I had two tests and then we're done talking about COVID. First one I opened when I was positive the first time was great. The one I opened today to test myself Every single instruction was in Spanish. If yeah. I would have op- if I would have picked because there was two in the box, if I would have picked that one first. I don't know what I would have done because I didn't know how to read the directions. <laughs> no, they didn't idea. have any pictures. There was pictures, but oh. like I probably could have gotten it. But if I would have been like seeing, wondering, freaking out that I maybe had COVID and seeing the instructions in Spanish, I probably just would have thrown it away and be like, I don't care. Yeah, I would have done that. But Matt, I hope you uh, you're you're nearing the end to the road to recovery and. Uh, I'm sure everybody, all of our coworkers are certainly cheering you on as you uh, recover. And, uh, you know, anybody else who's feeling sick out there, we hope that you, you feel better. Mm, agreed. Speaking, well, we're four years ago, Matt, we were talking about the 49ers and the Chiefs. And 
no, it wasn't what happened in 2024. It was a rematch in 2020. So 2020 was when the 49ers and the Chiefs participated first in the Super Bowl. And then four years later, we do it all again. Same as the presidential election. So question mark, we get pandemic part two. No, I hope not. Please don't. <laughs> don't put that on us. <laughs> we, we turn ourselves into a conspiracy podcast. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, when the Super Bowl is happening, like it, COVID was really ramping up and everyone was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this could be a real thing. We haven't had that yet. So I'm going to say we're looking good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're steady. We're feeling good. Yes, but Matt, many times when we speak on behalf of the Super Bowl, there's always new memes and new things that come out during that weekend. You know, there could be memes, there could be new advertisers, there could be new brands, products. Uh, so much for episode 200. I'm sure this will be very heavily related to the Super Bowl uh, with some personal anecdotes and some other things that have happened to us within the past week. But Matt, one thing that did not happen to either your house party or my house party during the Super Bowl is anybody got so angry about the results or anything. Is that correct? Uh, no, I was I was overjoyed at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, no, no anger at all. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled to see Chiefs win, but it was it's fine. Wait, you didn't want Taylor's boyfriend's team to win? Uh, no, I was rooting for the 49ers to win. But you didn't want to root for... I was rooting against Patrick Mahomes. But Travis Kelsey's on that team. I, I understand Travis Kelsey's on the team. I don't have anything against Travis Kelsey. I don't, I'm not a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. We could also get into later about the Swifties and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> All right. Well, before we do that, for anybody who is a non-Swifty, if you punched your TV or if you broke your TV through some anger, you aren't the only one. Because Matt, today from The Atlantic by Jacob Stern, there is starting to be an uptick in angry football fans punching their TV when a certain result or a certain action or a certain final play happens. Certainly with that is there's been a longstanding tradition of fans destroying their TVs when their teams lose. So Matt, there's been some examples of extreme reactions include punching, smashing over the knee, and almost WWE wrestling style destruction. Some suplexing, some F5s or uh, attitude adjustments, if, or the ankle lock. I'm not sure if TVs have ankles, but I'm sure that's been included in that round. But Matt, specifically in this article, it says NFL fans, especially Cowboy fans, are prominent in such incidents. Your thoughts on specifically the Cowboys being, Cowboy fans being these prime suspects yeah i mean not surprised they've had like 30 years of disappointment and just can't can't win at all um i'd also be pretty pissed if jerry jones was my owner for 30 years and mm -hmm. yeah, i had to listen to him go on radio every week and talk about the team so that doesn't surprise me too much i mean they've they've had a lot to go through well i think they're in the sense you really can't see what's happening in many of the cases when the punching begins I mean, in most cases, the end of the game, like you can definitely see when it is the end of the game, but other times you really can't tell. And these people are really taking it out on their TVs. And what's even scarier is the fact that some people, th these aren't even their TVs. Like they are either a friends or their, their family members. Like obviously with the concern about the destruction of TVs, there's also this other side too that... It is easy to destroy a TV now, considering how thin some of the TVs are. You know, you got your flat screen models. You got those cool uh, art TVs now that like literally look like a painting, but it's actually a TV. Uh, before that, I mean, Matt, we could both speak upon it because we did live through the age. 
there's no longer these box TVs that are around people's households. And, you know, the good old whack on the top of the TV usually adjusted things when it came mm-hmm. to a weak signal. Am I right? That was the best. Just <laughs> beat the shit out of your TV and it didn't break and it fixed itself. Matt, I'm curious to hear because I think you might have an angle that I'd be interested in hearing about. Curious to hear your thoughts about fans destroying TVs at certain points of the game or reactions. Yeah, quite very simple. You're a loser. And, you know, I've said it many, many times. I think on this podcast a few times. I love sports. Sports I is encompasses a lot of my life. Big sports fan. Um, however, at the end of the day, it is just a sport. We are just fans. Yes, we pay money for merchandise and tickets. And we... Uh, listen to podcasts and watch the pregames and the postgames at the end of the day. And this goes with the same thing as like going at a player on Twitter and yelling at them because you're either your bet lost or you're that's your favorite team and they drop the pass. If you think they're the reason they lost, it is just a sport. And the next day you still have to get up and go to work. <laughs> yes, maybe you're, you'll be sad at work the next day. Maybe it's going to affect your mood. You're not going to be as as loving. It move on. It's it is for fun. We are we watch sports for fun as a distraction from our lives. The minute you take your anger out on your TV that you probably spend a lot of money on, guess what? You're not going to go buy another one. Or if you buy break your buddy's TV, I hope you go buy him another one because that shouldn't be his responsibility. You can be upset. Throw a pillow on the ground. Punch a pillow. Don't punch. The damn TV. That's just stupid. It's irresponsible. You're a bigger loser than the team. And it's just childish. Curious to hear your thoughts because uh, you are you are a recovering addict of gambling. Nope, um, that's that's just not. <laughs> let's not throw that out there at all. At all. 100% not an addict of gambling. I stopped for a very, very long time because I just didn't want to put extra money into it. <laughs> Remember, Matt, denial ain't just a river. <laughs> not, not a gambling addict. It's far from the truth. But anyway, continue. Sorry, I had to, I had to pose that question in that way just to see how you'd react. And I, and I totally got everything I wanted. So thank you. Uh, do you think gambling adds a heightened impact? Well, I'm getting, I'm getting very sophisticated here. A heightened impact in some of these situations occurring because many times we see on the internet that people are putting bets of over, let's just say over a hundred or even better, over a thousand dollars on certain mm-hmm. implications of the game. Do you think that is heightening these reactions to punching the TV? Yeah. Um, so as I said, I was very, Mike, I didn't tell you this. Um, I was very ecstatic at the end of the game. So uh, obviously I was not rooting for the Chiefs to win. However, Mike, I did uh, sports gamble a little bit during the Super Bowl. Oh. And uh, I had a few bets. Most of them did not hit. Right before the Super Bowl, like half hour before, I was like, I have a little bit more more that I put in. Let me see if I can throw something in. Um, So I put some money on uh, Chiefs receiver McCold Hardman to score a touchdown at any point during the game. It was plus 2,000 odds. If you're not a big gambler, it was unlikely for him to score. And he scored the final touchdown of the game. What a decent, decent amount of money. Because mm-hmm. um, that was the largest bet that I placed. And plus 200 uh, ended up for the first time ever making money off the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can ask April. She has some video. When he went in that end zone, I just got up off my couch and was jumping up and down. Because it, <laughs> it was a decent amount of money. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help pay some bills. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Can I, yes. Can I get one guess? Like, I need uh, to be. I need to be exact. Yeah, let me say it's not going to help pay some bills. It's going to pay like, 
a it bill. It has changed my life. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay a decent size bill. All right, here we go. And I only get one guess. Like if I if I'm like one digit off, you could say no. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Okay, that's fine. yeah. Your payout six hundred twenty three dollars. Okay, not even close. Okay, no, way way higher. It was two twenty. No, 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 no. Your guess was higher. Your guess oh, was higher. Okay, <laughs> it was around two hundred, nice. which is still decent. That's the largest amount of money I've ever won on a sports nice. bet. Um, however, if he wouldn't have scored that touchdown, like let's say he dropped that ball and he doesn't score the touchdown, the game ends and I win nothing. I'm not going to break my TV. No. Here's the thing with gambling. It's supposed people should not be doing gambling to make money. Like if you're putting it on to pay your mortgage, buddy, you got bigger issues. <laughs> so gambling, there's, you're not going to win all the time. You're going to lose a majority of the time. That's just Vegas. That's mm-hmm. Vegas, baby. Literally. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Vegas knows they're going to win the majority of the time. I do it for fun. People do it for fun. So if it's, again, sports are for fun. If gambling is for fun, you got to control yourself. Yeah, you're going to have some bad losses. Uh, I'll, for example, I had uh, the 49ers quarterback to rush for over 12 and a half yards. Okay. At one point during the game, he was at 13. Then he rushed for negative one yards. He finished with 12 and I lost. It happens. Oh. It happens. That's that's gambling. It happens. That's part of the fun. You lose. You got to control your temper. You just have to. For someone who doesn't sport gamble, mm-hmm. who doesn't know the sports of gambling. Yeah, or doesn't just watch a lot of sports in general. Me? In, in general. You don't watch a ton of sports. Uh, let me tell you, we, not to throw any sponsorship names out there, but we subscribe to a certain live streaming platform mm-hmm. to get the Super Bowl. And then I canceled it today. Correct. Smart. We we saw that the live channels existed in this app, app and platform. Matt, I turned on so much soccer. Mm. I think it's the most soccer I've ever watched in a long time. Only reason why I don't watch sports is because we don't have access to cable. <laughs> That's fair. But, you know, as someone that doesn't watch enough, what's, what's your reaction to people punching their TVs through with their fist? Well, well Matt, before I, how'd you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, I streamed it. How? Through an app that I have. Hmm, what's the app? Only your beeswax. <laughs> uh, I think for me, when it comes to punching a TV, that is just a financial risk you just do not want to take. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, $600 or depending on how expensive the TV is, like some TVs go upwards of 800, 1200, four grand. If you're hanging out with those people who have like four grand TVs, like I think you would second guess yourself before actually engaging in fisticuffs with a tv but six hundred dollars alone like that's that's a rent rent for a a small one bedroom apartment um two bedrooms if you get lucky Uh, but for punching a tv now another thing i've also considered too is are some of these videos fabricated are these videos fake i think most of them are probably real Hmm. like i saw one of the super bowl the minute the Chiefs scored that touchdown the guy was ready. He was holding a folding chair and just chucked it at the TV, <laughs> like absolutely chucked it, ripped it off the wall, started jumping on it. Everyone was like yelling at him to stop. It was it was quite insane. Um, but you're right. I mean, these TVs are expensive, and especially like let's say you do break it because you lost the bet. Not only did you lose your two hundred dollars sports bet, you now lost out on like a thousand dollar TV. Like that's just, in the it's, hole. Yeah, it's just so stupid, and it's just not the reason to watch sports and to. Re- like it shouldn't control your whole life like that. I hand up. I was jokingly timing the national anthem by Reba McIntyre. 
to see what it was and i don't even i literally thought it was like guessing as far as like time but no it was it was over and under which makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. um and it was the over and i had you know i was like oh cool mm-hmm. nice we also do they start it. do they start when the music starts playing or when they start singing i don't know um <laughs> the uh, pennsylvania is also weird because they certain restrict some of the prop bats so yes. like i i couldn't i would have loved to take the over on the national anthem yeah um but the, the app that i use uh wasn't available so i don't mm-hmm. know i think it's when they start singing when they start singing um yeah tails you know listen here's first <laughs> off so obviously I had money on tails. I, I, my, my buddies, two of my buddies from my former job that we talk every day still, they both had heads. They're like, you're an idiot. I will never not bet tails. Never. I will stick with tails. I don't care if it doesn't hit for the next 42 balls and bet tails every time. You know what was bullshit, Mike? What? You know what the overtime toss was? Tails. Tails. Yeah, that's bullshit. That should, I should get like half my money back. <laughs> I will say, I know we're kind of jumping a little bit, and we did mention ahead of time that this was a Super Bowl coverage for this show. I always am curious to see when they had the the celebrity coin toss. So, like, they'll usually bring in somebody. I think George Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. was the one to do a coin flip one of the years, and he didn't fl- like he did not flip the coin. He just tossed it. <laughs> now, granted, this man was was certainly at an, an age old enough where those motor skills with the hands aren't necessarily the best. But when I saw the guy walk out, I was like, oh, he's totally going to flip this quarter. So good. He's going to flip it so good. And then he flipped it. It was fantastic. But uh, as as custom, I, I texted Matt. I said, heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt shared his, gr- his grief with me. It's a tough loss. Especially um, when you're the only one in the group chat that didn't have heads. It was it was tough. But, uh, you know, that last touchdown made up for it all. Usher. You want to move on to Usher? Do you have something else? Yeah, let me let me wrap up. We're just going to wrap up with the punching of the TV because I think we can move into that very nicely. We wanted to share something that has become essential to those days after a long, exhausting night. Liquid IV's hydration multiplier. It's amazing how huge a difference it makes. Liquid IV helps us feel more energized and refreshed throughout the day. With one stick, you get five essential vitamins and a two times faster hydration formula than plain water. We both love the flavors. Yuzu pineapple and passion fruit are our top picks. They make staying hydrated a truly enjoyable experience. What's even better is that Liquid IV is committed to giving back to communities in need worldwide by providing clean and abundant water. They've already donated over 39 servings in 50 plus countries around the world. And we have a special treat if you want to try Liquid IV. Head over to liquidiv.com and use the code FUNNYBUSINESS at checkout to get a 20% discount on your entire purchase. So shop better hydration today with promo code FUNNYBUSINESS. All one word, F-U-N-N-Y-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S at liquidiv.com at checkout. Remember to stay hydrated and healthy and give Liquid IV a try. It's worth it. All right, we will slide on to the second half of the show. Uh, Mike, it's time for Who Tweeted. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Uh, and no, it is not Skip Bayless or Steve Day Smith, because I think oh, those have man. been the only two people. Now, this okay. is a good one. So I don't know how I found this tweet, but it's a, it's a recent tweet. It's a tweet and a meme. Okay. So I'll explain the meme. I'll give the caption, then Who Tweeted. 
Okay. So it's the meme of the girl and the guy looking back and his girlfriend's like looking at him. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. Yep. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. The guy looking back is me, not me and Matt, <laughs> but the person who made the tweet right. is me. His girlfriend that's looking at him is using AI for intelligent stuff. And then the girl that the guy's looking at is boobs. Elon Musk, final answer. And then the caption from Elon Musk Lock it in, is baby. just the cap, Elon's caption is boobs just rock. It's a fact. What the hell is going on with Elon Musk and X? Clearly, you've never seen Elon Musk tweet before because he was just as unhinged on on Twitter for uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, um, before he was even the owner of twitter for x formerly known as twitter well let me tell you i just found his account he's he's a weirdo yeah um absolutely insane i saw that meme i'm like what this man bought twitter for how much money and he's oh, making that meme billion for the b insane it was like 47 yeah that was ridiculous um however we'll move on to some segments um obviously i have covid um so we were going to do a special edition of matt's drunk thoughts but it's covid um so i had a lot of time to think i was by myself for the first two and a half days the first three days of covid um so here we go i have a lot it is insane for anyone average to think they can just do something a pro does immediately so what i mean by this um i was watching some twitch streams and it's a scene the way some of these guys play games that we play now obviously they're way better at it and we know we're not good but it's insane for the average person to just say like oh anyone can play video games for a living that's incorrect because one you have to be a good entertainer and you have to be extremely like if you think about it these streamers are like top one percent of the world of video game players because if you were really that good You'd want to be a streamer. Um, the same thing with golf. I was watching some golf this weekend. Now, let me say it is hard to see guys hit shots and you're like, oh, man, I can't like the whole time I'm watching this golf tournament. The waste management is open, which is one of the best tournaments of the year. I'm like, I'm going to do so well playing golf this year. And I'm not, but I keep telling myself that. So you're thinking like, you know, kickers and football, you know, they just have to kick the football in the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I think Matt, to add to your, let's just say your, your comment about they're the top 1% and they're good gamers. I think another thing to add to is that they are smart. I'm going to take, and, I, and I'm not sure who the individual that you were watching was, but I'll take Aaron Chiz, for example, like Chiz plays this individual. Like you see that sometimes he's not the best at the game. And then you have a bunch of 12-year-olds yelling at him, oh, I can do that in my sleep. I could do wee bowling in my sleep. But the one thing that that 12-year-old doesn't have that, I almost call him Travis Chiz, but Aaron has, <laughs> is that he's smart to build content off of it. And I mean, we've talked about him all the time, Tim the Tatman. Like, Tim is not the best gamer. He's a good gamer. He ranks up with a lot of the good gamers in the community. However... He's a good entertainer. He makes us laugh. I think at least once a week, Matt and I at least send each other uh, like a clip that he posted on his social media that was just too funny. Like there is a sense of intelligence with these streamers or or these professionals 
uh, you, you may, that are making much more money than we are with our current jobs because they're smart, but they're also good. And what that good is, is defined by whatever that case is. Mm. Yeah, I think this is also a good reminder for when the Olympics come up. I feel like every time the Olympus come on, people on Twitter are like, oh, I could do that sport. I can do that sport. I can do that sport. It's like, you know how much these guys, this is their job. They practice this every day of their life. You cannot, like, I used to think I could be a like, great cur- curler immediately. There's no right. shot. Curling is very hard. Um, you know, what's one thing that I used to be able to say, like, I could do easily and back in my head, I could still convince myself that I could. Riding a bike? No, being a soccer, that's <laughs> up. Uh, being a soccer goalie. <laughs> what? Being a soccer goalie. Oh, I, I was at one point. I, I feel like I'd be really, really good at like making saves. No, I know. I understand I can't, <laughs> but I feel like I could. And I'm falling right into the trap that I said it's insane for people to think of. But it's, it's just crazy to me. Sometimes they don't even try to like go for the save. Wow, Matt, we're, we're approaching territory that I feel like I know a little bit more than you. <laughs> you do. You, you do more about soccer. Well, and I, and I will say with Rocket League, that has proven that has proven helpful in my sense, but they have what's called their line. So like they know the distance between themselves and the goal mm-hmm. and they know if it's going over and they see the trajectory, they can tell if that goal is going over, if that ball is going over the net or not. Like, and that's many times, like you see those last minute punches. So it's like just about to hit the top of the net and then boop, the guy punches it. But that was sort of a 50, 50 chance. So they just made sure that it was going to get up out of the goal, but they have a line. Many times when we play, you're like, oh, that's going in. I'm like, no, it's not. And then it goes far right. Now, 25% chance that they may be wrong, but that's because of the line. Like a ball comes up. It's like, okay, that's not going to go in. And then it, mm. it misses. So it's, it's intense. I've, I mean, being a part of a soccer team in high school, like they worked out quite a bit. Like they had mm. their own goalie session. Like they spent zero time. I mean, they spent some time with like our team, but like most of the practice was just like goalie exercises and like they got worked. And I can only imagine how much they work in the professional league and let alone the world cup. Yeah, no soccer goalie exercises are insane. The amount of training they do. And I'm not saying I can stop like, a messy goal or an old goal, no <laughs> shot. Um, all right, what else do I have on my list? Oh yeah. Um, so I had a lot of time to watch some college basketball. Alon, I, we've talked about it. I'm excited for the NCAA football game. We need NCAA basketball back as well. An updated game of that with like better graphics with March Madness, because March Madness has grown since then, yeah. would be insane. Yeah, your thoughts? I love. I'd love to have like a my a my career for yeah. That's that's how they do it is they basically bundle it with NBA 2K because then you can actually have a longer season in the NCAA. You can elect of when you want to go into the draft and then you move into 2K, like you move into NBA. So like I, I think the best way to do that is if they package that all together. But you all know how the NCAA is. So in the NCAA, there's a the football, there's a mode called Road to Glory. Right. Where you could start in high school, work your way up, go to college, and then you could mm-hmm. transfer your player to Madden. Yeah. And go to the draft. So I hope they bring that back. Um, Going along with college basketball, I am going, I'm guaranteeing, I'm going to have the best March Madness bracket I've ever had in my life. Not the one where uh, we were in college that no, one year. That was bad. Um, <laughs> my logic. So I don't know if I told you this, but on my notes app, I started a thing. It's literally called, what is it? March Madness Notes. <laughs> And I'm leaving like one to two notes on each team that I watch that could be in the tournament so that when it comes time for the bracket, I can look back and see my thoughts. Because a lot of the times I'll like say I know nothing about these teams. So my goal is to try to watch a little bit of each, like as many teams as I can. You know how I'm going to do this? You know how I started doing this? You're going to be proud of me. YouTube. 
Ah, there we yep. go. So what I didn't realize is these games that I can't watch, there's like eight, nine, ten minute highlights on YouTube highlights. that show everything I need to see. So I'm very excited for that. So you're digging deeper into the rabbit hole of picking your bracket like yes. many people scientifically do. Yes. We'll see if it works. I don't know. Yeah. All right. This is more some things COVID related. Okay. Hot flashes are the worst. <laughs> I was getting hot flashes for like two days out of COVID. That was awful. Like I was I, playing my PlayStation and I was like almost naked. Like I just couldn't. I, it was so bad. I you felt like I had a fever. That one? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like I had a fever and I was like 98. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, am I having hot flashes? So I called my mom and I was like, hey, what are your hot flashes like? And she's like, <laughs> feels like yeah, she explained it. And I was like. Yeah, I, th- I think think I'm having hot flashes because she also had COVID recently. And the reason I called her was because said she also was having hot flashes during COVID. I was like, does everybody get hot flashes with COVID? She's like, some people do. I was like, all right. Um, you don't realize how many things you touch in a day until you have to wipe everything down. So oh, I was I was going a lot. I was going around <laughs> and using Clorox wipes before April came home. Yeah. Seriously, how many things on average do you think you touch in a day? Uh, well, not including the, f- not including yourself. Yeah, not like, your penis. as I just did. Like I'm, I'm touching my face. Uh-huh. Uh, I would say ballpark. If you're going to work and whatnot, uh-huh. I'd say at least in the thousand range. You think you touch a thousand things in a day? In the thousand range, so like maybe eight thousand, nine thousand. You touch eight thousand different things in a day. Like 5,000. So here's here's my thing. Yeah. I'm not talking wanna... like you pick up your coffee cup 20 times. That's one. Oh, no. I mm-mm. Like actual different things. No. No, I'm I'm thinking multiple touches. No, I just mean how many different things you have to wipe down. Oh, well, I mean, if that, Matt, jeez, you need to get more parameters here. Um, If that was the case, then, yeah, I'd probably say high hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like. Doorknobs, light switches, your phone, the refrigerator door, the water pitcher. If you turned on, let's just say you you don't have a light switch in your room, but like, let's say you went to the bedroom and you turned on the light switch. Mm -hmm. That's once. But then if you walk out and turn it off. Right. Oh, yeah. I I think you're right. Multiple touches. You're into thousands. But um, (laughs) yeah, I was walking around my apartment, like wiping everything down. I was like, damn, I really touch a lot. You really had a lot of time to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) Um, going off of that, phone notification sounds are so annoying. Why did you have them on? So I had them on because I was by myself. So if someone tried calling me or texting me, I wanted to make sure I would, like heard my phone go off. What happened? What happened to your watch? Why, why am I going to wear my watch in my apartment when I can't leave? Do you know what? Do you know what time it is? Then do you? Yeah, have I look at my. Your- I, we don't own a single clock in our apartment. Yes, how do you know the time? Uh, my phone. Uh, uh, well, I was working from home. But I also had my laptop on, so my la- laptop showed the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in case I was like in a different room and someone tried calling me because my mm-hmm. mom and dad were also on vacation. Um, but the, did you ever hear the general like notification sound for Apple if their app doesn't have one? Yeah, the boodoo? No, I, th- I don't know if you've heard or it. Ping. No, not, or- not, not a text. Or <laughs> no. <laughs> so a Bleacher Report, for example, doesn't have like its own notification sound. So it's just like a land sound that's the most annoying phone sound ever all right we're gonna we're gonna find this out here. yeah um snapchat's annoying instagram i think is also the the one that i'm talking about too um yeah other than your customized ringtone text tone i don't want to hear any phone notification sounds and i'm glad i don't keep my phone on sound on all the time all right here we go is it this no is it this no is it this 
No. Uh, oh, classic. Is it this? Not even close. Those are like what? ones you can pick. What about that? No. What about this? Not, just stop. Hold on. Let me see what if about, I can what find about, it. What about, what about this? That's definitely it. Yep. How about... <laughs> we know that one. <laughs> what about... Uh, what about this? That one? No. How about this? Ooh. I don't think I can play it. Because it's not like one you can choose. What do you it's mean? only for like certain apps. What? I'm not saying like my text sound. I'm saying for like... I'm saying for like if TikTok goes off, if Instagram goes off, if... Bleacher Report goes off. Those sounds. Like, we all know Snapchat has its own notification sound. Yeah. But for apps that don't have a specific sound, it's just like a general one that I don't know if it's like Apple or whatever. It's annoying as hell. I'm so confused because like, I... <laughs> you are confusing me, Matthew. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to see. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't even. I can't even play the sound. All right, we're moving on. What about, um, I'm like trying to find a good one. What, what about, uh, what, what about this? All right. Um, ESPN. What about that one? No, not even close. That one? No, no you're not going to find it. I'm telling you. Stop. What about that one? Stop. That one? No, that's my text ah. sound. <laughs> what about that? No, I'm really glad we didn't do this episode in person. <laughs> Um, ESPN, man, what a downfall they've had. They just used to be great at highlights. I saw a TikTok of just someone clipped like their opening seven minutes of like opening day of a major league baseball. Yeah. And they actually showed like highlights for just the leadoff sports center. Okay. Like sports center just used to be great. And now it's not oh. even watchable. Uh, I'm trying to think. Cause I remember, I mean, top 10 plays was always good. And top 10 top plays. 10. It's still great, but like they don't show highlights. You used to be able to watch Sports Center and see a highlight from every major game that happened, and now you just turn on Sports Center. It's like, who's the goat? Is he better oh. than him? Who's elite? Like I don't. Mm. Nobody cares. You're not a podcast. You're a Sports Center. You're ESPN. Play the hits. Like if you want, if I want to hear who's the goat, I'll watch Stephen A. Smith on First Take, or I'll watch PTI. Yeah. For Sports Center, I want to see highlights. Mm. Bullshit. And then my last one for Matt's Strong Thoughts COVID edition. I believe the Swifties are turning on Taylor Swift. Uh, or excuse me. The Swifties are turning on Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Have you seen any any, any uh, TikToks of Swifties not being happy with him? I mean, I watched the Super Bowl and I'm sure I can pick out some things in which he did in the Super Bowl that or even content revolving around the Super Bowl. So the mm -hmm. after parties and whatnot, like mm -hmm. I could um, to see him. He screamed right in Andy Reid's face. I, I think it was blown out of proportion. It was blown out of proportion. Andy Reid even said, like, hey, we're all cool. Um, he's just a competitive guy. And he apologized to me after it did. So, yeah, I think that was just the heat of the moment thing. Yep. Um, it caught him off guard. I think that's what everyone's like, oh, you could have knocked him down. But, like, that, that's also just like you're in the Super Bowl. They just fumbled at the two yard line. Like, yeah, you're going to be upset. Like, if you don't play, if you never played sports, you're not really going to understand that. Um, the other instance that I saw was him screaming Viva Las Vegas in the microphone at the end of the game. Um, a lot of TikToks that I saw 
And comments were Swifties like, I think we all got the ick watching that. Yeah, because they cut to Taylor pretty quickly. And like she made a not made a face, but was just like looking onward of seeing him. And I think we may have cracked the code as to why Taylor Swift doesn't make it so public on on her boyfriends in the immediate thought. Yeah, it it would suck to be Taylor Swift. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. You have both sides of the coin, which is all, which is also very awful too. You have the one side of the coin that everybody loves it. You have the other side of the coin everybody hates it. But depending on what stance you depend on, it depends on what you're talking about. Like there were people that were saying, like, oh yeah, like they showed Taylor Swift way too much, and then like ESPN came out with a report that there was a total the total time was 53 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of Taylor Swift being at least shown during the Super Bowl and somebody commented, wow, it's not a surprise that men think 53 seconds is a long is a long time. Um, it's true. <laughs> Honestly, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce got probably almost as much airtime. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. They're going to social celebrities. I've also have been, let's just say on the on the up and up of is the Super Bowl only meant for celebrities like to attend to attend? Well, is it's the most expensive average ticket price in the world for a sporting I, event like higher I, than the world cup final i've also noticed too that there's some people that have went there for free and most mm-hmm. of them are high tier influencers they're mm-hmm. not you know you and i but they're you know somebody who has millions of followers that are at the super bowl i i seriously don't think i would want to attend the super bowl because especially if the steelers are in it because i don't want to sit there and watch them lose god forbid now if they win yeah that's great but I don't know. It's the Super Bowl. Like, I'd rather not spend fifty dollars on a beer and just well, be able to make your own snacks and enjoy it with your friends and family. And even getting in, getting in, some people are paying five to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for one ticket. Yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. It's insane. Absolutely insane. That's all I got. So hopefully, um, I can get past COVID and not have as much time to myself to think. But uh, we'll move on. Finish the show. Some buy or sell. Mike, you can go first. Okay. I'm buying roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> roller <laughs> skates are in now. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, before we went to the second half of the show, Matt wanted to talk about Usher, and I think this is a good way to kind of segue into it. So, I think I shared with Matt that I connected my Bluetooth speaker to my TV, and we cranked that volume all the way up when Usher came on. Let me tell you what an experience that was. Um, somebody was saying that this is Millennials' first oldies concert. Like, this is finally your first oldies concert. And obviously, Matt and I are on the tail end of the millennial millennial round, but, you know, we've Usher, and then obviously Lil John, Ludacris... Justin Bieber was rumored to be on, but he was actually in the stands of the Super Bowl. But at I think it was towards the end or halfway through or a quarter of the way into the end, Usher comes rolling out in roller skates and so does everyone else. I was fighting for my life sitting on my couch because Matt, you said that, oh, like I could be sitting at home being like, I can do that. I was at my house being like, I can't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy for Usher to not only perform, but to skate. And then it also was crazy for the cameraman or camera woman that was in the middle of that roller skating derby as they were as they as the camera was on Usher and they were moving around at a pretty fast pace. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it was very, very impressive. I I was very impressed. I mean, 
here's what I liked about it. And I know you kind of asked, what, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl halftime show with Usher. Many times I think they try to go over the top. They try having this big performance. I think Usher was kind of met in the middle of having a simple yet like unique concert. Like they probably had a lot of like the circus performances that usually happen around Las Vegas, which was what kind of related to that. I think from the roller skating part was sick. Let alone. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I will say when Lil John was in the crowd surfing and that music came on and the camera work of the cameraman of like feeling like you were in the crowd. I thought that was phenomenal. And a way to segue into Lil John coming on, like what better way is turned down for what? And then Ludacris coming on. Like, I think what was great was it started decent. Like it started, and I can't forget about Alicia Keys as well, yep. but it started steady, but then it picked up at the end. Because I think many times a lot of those performances will start very, very high. And then by the end of the performance, it's like, whoop. Usher was very sweaty. Uh, very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usher was uh, gyrating quite a bit. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I thought, I thought it was very, I've heard obviously opinions and everybody's going to have an opinion about the Super Bowl halftime show, but <laughs> my dad didn't like it. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to call you out, dad, but dad said must have been short on singers this year (laughs) (laughs) and then when get low played i said did you change your mind yet dad and he goes lol one song and then obviously as it as it turned out to the end like you know yeah i had a pretty mellow response which i wasn't Mm -hmm. surprised but one thing i will shed into light before i share your comments matt is the super bowl performers which is a surprise to many they don't get paid to Mm-mm. perform at the halftime show oh that's for free that is for free which in many cases is why we don't get a lot of top tier let's just say performers who are still in their peak of performing like you're not going to get an olivia rodrigo you're not going to get a sabrina carp sabrina carpenter yep yeah. The only thing that they're given is is exposure. And, you know, for somebody like Usher, like a man's probably made enough money in his life where he doesn't have to worry about making a cent. But at the same time, he's going to make more money because of the exposure that happened at Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, your thoughts? Uh, first off, the people that thought Taylor, Taylor was actually going to come out and perform. Idiots. So he just Idiots. performed four nights in Tokyo, flew and is watching her boyfriend play in the Super Bowl. That was a dumb thought. Um, I liked it. Um, we, we didn't get every Usher banger, like being a DJ falling in love. Will I am just was kind of there. Shut up. Uh, he but he didn't really they didn't use him like much. He was just kind yeah. of there. I that was weird. Um I thought it was good. I liked that it wasn't just singing, it wasn't just performing, it was a good combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um and the him and Alicia Keys hug was awkward. I, <laughs> it was a little awkward, I'm not gonna lie. Especially <laughs> after Usher got married later that night. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. So yeah, my only buy, but but I, I have a ton of sells. Okay. Even though I, I enjoyed, let's just say, watching the Super Bowl. So um, I'm selling celebrity cameos in commercials. And not in the sense that having celebrities in commercials, there was just too many per commercial. Like, I think mm-hmm. there was like seven per commercial. And in most cases, when you think of Super Bowl, like you typically think of that one celebrity that was in the Super Bowl commercial. You know, I'll, I'll take Michael Sarah. Like Michael Sarah was very noticeable because he was the only celebrity, only point celebrity in that whole entire system. But then you had somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was the lead, but then also had Danny DeVito and then Jake from State Farm. And then 
I'm trying to think of other things like Scarlett Johansson's. I remember was in the first uh, M&M's commercial. And then I think there was like two other celebrities. Like there was just too many to process. Mm-hmm. And then oh. there were some of like, why would you have a celebrity cameo? Like I, it was so funny. I was sitting on the couch with Jenna and I said out loud, I said, you know what? I miss having a Dorito. And as soon as I said a Dorito, the Doritos commercial came on. Always the best. They, they didn't, they haven't been showing up in the last mm-hmm. few years. And like to have that come back, I was like, and a new product, I think, like mm-hmm. a new unique product. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really needed Jenna Ortega in that. Like they could have just focused on the brand, which of course, like Doritos does a very good job. And then got Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, Charlie D'Amelio. Like the Dunkings uh, one was bad. There's way too many people, like you said. So I, I did you have any particular commercials that that you felt negative against besides the other one i'm gonna say um yeah actually i did thank you for reminding me um all uh, other than the classics that i love uh budweiser and clydesdales need to see that every super bowl um you know what ad or multiple ads played that made me realize i'm never using this place ever i'm i'm selling timu ads if that's Uh, what you're referencing timu ads (laughs) i'm i don't ever have to use timu uh one it's very sketchy i think um and two if they can afford that many super bowl commercials you have enough money seven seven million dollars for for one super bowl ad this Mm -hmm. year and i think timu had five Mm -hmm. 35 million 35 million if i did the math correctly 35 million dollars it's a little sketchy (laughs) <laughs> very sketchy especially like when you can get things on there for like less than a dollar or like very very cheap it's like ah, oh, what are we doing here there's also been a lot of controversy behind that company because there's like poor working conditions and mm-hmm. then lack thereof like child labor laws so you have like children that are helping getting this stuff together so it's just it's very weird and to have it shown so many times i believe we did not oh besides bet mgm we did not have a crypto well in terms of we did not have a cryptocurrency commercial i don't think mm-hmm um also jesus got a raise this year jesus got oh, jesus got man. a big time raise yeah. 14 million man yeah yeah, yeah. shout out jesus he's working his butt off oh my gosh and also when when the feet cleaning commercial came out um i thought to myself i'm like is this a jesus commercial and then at the end it was like know who he is i'm like oh my god jesus spent a lot of money yeah april and i were sitting on uh, six feet apart from each other but uh, looking at each other the whole time, like, what is this commercial? And I was like, oh, Jesus, nice. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, Timu was, was a little too much. And no variation, too. It was the same yeah. damn commercial every time. Mm-hmm. That makes it even more sketchy. Now that you say yeah. that. And then lastly, I'm selling TV time for America's Couple, apparently, who's, allegedly. Who's America's Couple? America's Couple is T-Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, very end of the game when, you know, Travis Kelsey did his, you know, Viva Las Vegas and all his other shouts and we got to fight for your right to party. Uh, you immediately saw the swarm of cameras and the following of Travis Kelsey to embrace the smooch of Miss Swift. And then I believe it was either Tony Romo. <laughs> I, I could put my money on Tony Romo. <laughs> God, he was so bad. <laughs> Someone said... Having a good supportive woman all year can get you this. And after they showed the TV, after they showed America's couple kissing for multiple times, which was kind of awkward, you saw other players with either their significant others. Um, one in particular, I believe, was who was the person that you betted for the touchdown? Nicole Hardman. Yeah, I believe he was with his mom, like celebrating. Zero coverage on that. Like the fact that, like, 
Do you remember when the Kelsey's played against each other? How much mom got covered? Mm-hmm. There are absolutely zero coverage to the rest of the people. And even like Patrick Mahomes, like, yeah, his whole family, like a very grounded and, and very nice family, zero coverage because they were so focused on this couple. And, you know, <laughs> we're kind of just sitting there waiting. I'm like, oh, they're going to kiss. Oh, they're going to kiss. Oh, they kissed. Oh, they're kissing again. And like you just saw the cameras just like pounced around. So, hell, probably the main camera that was facing the platform stage probably panned over so they could get an over the, the shoulder shot while they were still having the ceremony of mm-hmm. handing out the Lombardi trophy. So there was just like, I don't know. It just football's done. We don't have to see this whole NFL swift thing anymore for now. But man, it was just so much. It was too much for me. Like too much for me at the end. Like just stop. Like I agree. Come on. <laughs> and you remember compared with Hardman. Um, he had a really cool story too. So mm-hmm. he was with the Chiefs for years and won Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Uh started this year on the Jets, did bad, got cut, Chiefs picked them up. Uh, which is honestly kind of one of the reasons why I bet on him when I saw his odds. It's like, oh, they're him and Patrick Holmes have a great like chemistry on the field. Yeah. He's definitely scoring. Um, but yeah, it was just weird. And he had a great moment after the on stage after the game. Did you hear him talking? Uh, Jim no. Nance asked him like his thoughts when he caught the ball. He's like, yeah, I just caught the ball and I just blacked out. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, it's just way too much, too much at the end. I agree. Especially when like a lot of the conversations now, like Patrick Holmes is on pace to be like the greatest athlete ever. If you haven't seen stats, it's the third Super Bowl. Um, shout out Troy Aikman, who for four or five years ago, uh, somebody tweeted that like Mahomes had like 36% of Aikman's touchdowns and in, in 8% of his games. Yep. And Aikman was like, come to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. Now they each have three Super Bowls. Yep. Um, he's just insane. But yeah, way, way too much Travis Kelsey. Even there, so mm-hmm. God love him. Like it was, it, it was, it was great. I mean, it was scripted just, just like we drew it up. <laughs> I, I can't stand the whole NFL script thing anymore. It mm-hmm. was funny for like, the first month and now it's just right. like people probably actually think this is scripted and mm-hmm. like, it's not there's it's just not possible there's no I, way i believe roger goodell was having a conversation with taylor swift up at the the suite that mm-hmm. they had and it looked like a very i don't want to say confrontational but it looked like a, a very heated discussion it wasn't like a yelling but a heated discussion and like everybody was tweeting oh they're renegotiating a new contract so when she comes back next season yeah <laughs> It was crazy. Um, all right, I'm gonna start with my sell because I have one more thing from the Super Bowl. I am selling streaking. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: streaking's not where there was a Super Bowl streaker. Um, yep. not where I spend the night in jail. However, I have two issues with the specific streaker. Uh, one: if you're gonna stri- streak at the Super Bowl, you better be naked. Guy wasn't naked. Nope. Um, two: Mike, he just like went down. Like when he was surrounded, didn't try to like escape or like stay on the field longer. He just went down and on the ground, just put his hands behind his back. He just gave up. He totally just did that just to say he was on the field at the Super Bowl. Um, also, wouldn't be surprised if he like placed the bet saying there was a streaker at the Super Bowl and he just did it himself. I've heard that. Which is very illegal. It's yeah. Um, said he bet $10,000 on it and payout was 20. So <laughs> he got Ridiculous. paid back his that and then he paid back his fine that he had to do. So here's the th- the other thing is like, if you did do that, like one, that's probably illegal too. Why would you say that? Why would you put that out there? I'm also selling fanatics. Okay. Um, so Mike, I'm going to send you an article. 
Oh, boy, an article. Um, Fanatics has taken over jersey production for Major League Baseball this season. Oh. And Fanatics has been known to not have the best quality. Um, let's just say they're bad. Um, the difference between this year's jerseys and last year's jerseys are very, very bad. I just texted you the article. Yep. They look like garbage and like anyone could have made those. And I understand Fanatics is big and a lot of people order from Fanatics. The quality needs to stay the same. Like these are game used jerseys. If you want to make jerseys that aren't as quality for a lesser price, that's great. And Fanatics has the last Suns jersey I bought from Fanatics was not great. And I spent a regular price on it. There's so many different ways to get jerseys now. I think Fanatics has a big issue because a lot of people are catching on to the fact of like, hey, your quality is very shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of tweets and especially the is it the yeah, the Seattle Mariners. That's a bad one. Uh, the Marlins right above that. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah, I agree, Matt. It's I think it's fine if you're like if you would just like to buy some type of gear you don't want to spend a whole lot of money but like this mass production of it i think is it's obviously hurting a reputation that's for sure um and then my buy i'm buying sunday red sunday red sunday red for those that don't know there is a golfer by the name of tiger woods who used to wear red on sundays yeah um as he was racing the tiger in him and coming for blood on sundays and it worked well uh if you didn't hear tiger and nike parted ways few weeks ago and uh earlier this week tiger announced a partnership with taylor made golf and he is releasing his own sunday red three words sunday red golf line i believe it's coming out in may so i don't think they've actually released what the products are going to look like however as a tiger Woods stan um i will be dropping probably an absurd amount of money on a red polo and have no regret doing so do you think that we're starting to see the decline of I don't want to say Tiger's career, but more so, are we reaching the end? Oh, I think we've seen the decline like eight years ago. <laughs> I, I, it's a miracle he won the Masters a few, like five years ago, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he's he, he doesn't play nearly as many tournaments as he was. Still the greatest golfer of all time. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's also still weird. I was watching the Waste Management and Live Tour has just taken away so many like good players that like, mm. not that it's hard to watch PGA because like I, if you're going to watch golf, you're going to watch golf and I still right. like the PGA, and it's just interesting. There's supposedly like a whole merger going on. I hope at some point we just get back to one golf league. All the best players are playing together because that's what makes going to make the sport grow. When you think of golf, you typically think of Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and anyone who is a kid or teenager, like they think golf, professional golf, they they immediately think of Tiger Woods, and they are obviously in strict competition with some of those bigger, let's just say, sports leagues like the NBA, the NFL, MLB. You know, I think they're trying to find ways to sustain or even better yet, like sustain revenue within it. I mean, and that's from a business perspective. That's not even from a sport mind perspective. But how do you how do you attract new viewership and how do you attract new revenue when, you know, I believe don't quote me on this, but I'm going to I'm going to say it anyway. Golf is like one of the oldest sports compared to all mm-hmm. sports, basketball, football. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the oldest sports. Yeah, so it, it has a longstanding tradition. However, it's it's not adapting, you know, such as like the NBA is getting an LED animated floor for the all star. <laughs> like, I know both you and I are kind of like, how the hell is that even going to work? But they're trying new things. Whereas like golf, do you do you interview them dog at the turn or do you, like what do you do? Do you give them hot dogs at the turn? Like, what do you do? 
Like, yeah. And I think that's why players are so excited for Live Tour because for years and years, PGA just didn't do any changes. And then Live Tour came along and they're throwing absurd money at guys and you can wear right. shorts during the rounds. And mm-hmm. um, last week, the PGA announced like a new group that they're going to have more money for players and trying to entice it to keep guys from staying. And it's it's interesting. But uh, I'm very excited to golf with you this summer. Yes. We're uh, trying to make vacation plans and we're going to try to golf somewhere mm-hmm. outside of pennsylvania so we'll, we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. absolutely but you know you're on my list to, to go golfing with oh absolutely a few times and to hopefully not suck or at least do good. um <laughs> yeah like i said i'm very excited to go golfing however i know once i take that first drive and it just goes right into the ground it's downhill from there yeah i do i do have two two outfits ready well two two and a half meaning like only one pair of shorts but i have two outfits ready to go for the, the occasion nice nice I'll Got it. for christmas Nice. So, but well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow or uh, like any other way to combine your account with our account. Um, I know that sounds very complex, but it's super simple. Uh, if you're on YouTube, there's a subscribe button right below or above, right to the side of the like button. Uh, make sure you like it if you if you like the episode. Uh, you can find all that information at beacons.ai/funnybusinesspod. Mr. Matthew, Yeesh. what is your advice for the coworkers, the people of the funny business world? Uh, my advice this week is pretty simple. Uh, just make sure you're washing your hands. You know, a lot of stuff going around this winter, a lot of flu, a lot of COVID. Uh, seems like everybody is either getting sick or knows someone that is sick, and it just seems inevitable. Uh, so the best thing you could do is just wash your hands and try and stay clean. Two happy birthdays. Yeah. I thought you were about to give some birthday shout-outs there. Happy birthday to you. Um, no, I'm just, I'm simple. I mean, happy birthday to everybody who celebrates it in February. <laughs> yes. First. So, but anyway, that concludes another episode. And until the next time, we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>